What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are... Kayla Miller. Roger Bain. Johnny Morales. So much energy tonight, guys. <laughs> All right, and producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. I think Kayla has the record now, doesn't she? Kayla probably <laughs> does yes. have the record. Yeah, yeah she definitely she's does. just piling on. <laughs> well, I think you're going to be on in a month, too. Yeah. So. Tonight was it was actually originally uh, slated for Tony Nunez. He moved to Texas. Yeah, yeah. So, so the drop of a dime. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so obviously, seats had to be filled. Yep. As in, um, I think Roger forgot until like Sunday, and he's like, "Oh, hey, right. Kayla, you want to like, be on?" All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we are a review slash spoilery podcast, so beware. We'll try to give you enough warning if we're going to ruin something. Uh, we typically tend to review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an independent book, along with a full graphic novel. We're going to do some trivia so that you guys have an opportunity to win some free stuff. Free stuff. Free stuff. <laughs> Everybody likes free stuff. Uh, and then we typically try to do news, which there is not a lot of, but we'll talk about the, the only so. significant thing this week. Uh, and then we'll do we'll do some previews and questions and all that, so on and so forth. So without further ado, um, who's going first today? Who wants to go first? What are we pitching first? DC and Marvel. Which one? Let's go uh, Johnny. I Dang. like putting him on the spot. Ah, come on. Give me the book. Thank you. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Um, yes, uh, this okay. This <laughs> week we read uh, Batman Creature of, uh, the, Creature of the Night, book one by Kurt Busiek and John Paul Leone. Um, Roger said, and I agree, that it's uh, Batman uh, Secret Identity. It's that's exactly what it is. It yeah, that's exactly what it is. If you if you're familiar with Secret Identity, this should feel familiar. We just reviewed it. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Well, yeah. new listeners. Um, <laughs> not that we have many. So, uh, but yeah, I get that DC likes to kind of do multiple versions of the same story for all their characters because mm -hmm. I mean look at the Earth One line and that's a very good line right well the for across. the most part so um, you know so I, I guess Kurt Busiek had an idea of kind of doing something similar with Batman that he did with Superman and overall the book's good I don't really have any real complaints about it except for the fact that it's just like you get into it and you're like okay we're getting the band back together we just did you know Maybe if uh, what if if Superman Secret Identity wasn't such a masterpiece, maybe I wouldn't feel as kind of meh about this one because that one was such a good Superman story. I don't know if he's going to be able to match that with this. Right. It's it's certainly like different. It it felt kind of similar. Like oh, I thought this guy's going to grow up to be Batman, but by the end, you know that that thing happens and it's like oh okay, that's weird. That's interesting. But the thing is. Uh, I wanted to read Superman's Secret Identity because, like, oh, it's this person that inspires hope. I don't want to read about a kid that inspires fear. Like, who cares? That's kind of not interesting to me. And especially with that um, that thing at the end with, um, I guess, Batman. It just reminded me of the end of the first issue of Kill or Be Killed where we find out it's a demon that's making things happen. And that's just not interesting to me. Well, that's what I... Yeah, I really like this book. It's um, good. I thought, you know, one, one of the... The tough things was having read Superman Secret Identity so recently. Yeah. Right? And then also having the full story to really appreciate what was done. That yeah, I'm not saying this is bad by any stretch. Yeah. It's Kirby. The Busey. interesting He's thing. Real, let's, well talk, let's talk about this Batman character because you know, everything that Kurt was doing in this book to set up, you know, you have this young kid, Bruce Wainwright, mm -hmm. who reads Batman comics, thought it was really cool because 
he you know he even said like he paused between yeah you know, the Wayne name. and Wright and his last name yeah that he kind of idolized Batman and then uh, he, he called his his uncle um, Alfred. Alfred Alfred which was really Alec Frederick Alton Frederick. Alton Fredericks yeah. that's what it was something like that um and so you know when it was a kid basically a kid you know kind of uh fantasizing about you know being batman yeah um, as many or, kids or do a, a young bruce wayne right as many kids do and this and it's in the real world his his life takes some unusual turns that makes it a little a little too close to home he, you know his parents get murdered in front of him he get i like yeah there are some nice uh um deviations from mm-hmm. the Batman story like Bruce just like getting shot being in a coma for just a like of in the Superman secret yeah. identity story there was some nice little real world deviations right. from that um, original story you have this encounter with him with the bats the, in, in the bat aviary at the mm-hmm. zoo um, but the real thing Johnny had mentioned this Batman showing up and you know pulling a, a killer be killed moment right um, you, that's where I, I really kind of piqued my interest with this book because you have, you take a very supernatural turn with this story. And it's like, at first I was like, this is, you know, it's not being corroborated. It's all in the kid's imagination or, you know, something. But then at the end, the criminals were actually corroborating that there was, something terrifying out there that had actually led to the arrest of um his parents the murderer. Kid's murderer yeah carol and henry so um and and, and yeah so you have you have this bat creature out there that is definitely supernatural i mean it like it like comes out of the swirling leaves in the in the darkness right and I'm really curious about why he, uh, that, that being Kurt Busiek, why he decided to go that route and how he wraps that up with the next issues. Because it, it's 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 pretty interesting yeah. what he's done. Well, I think as... Oh, no, please go ahead. <laughs> well, as the only person who hasn't read Secret Identity... Oh, you should. Well, it seems like a pretty good story from what I've heard, but I... At first, I was really enjoying the book, like the whole Bruce Wayne, Wayne Alfred, all the like little nods to it. Like I thought it was a good twist. I had heard about Secret Identity from you guys beforehand, but hadn't read it yet. But I enjoyed how it was going. But yeah, same with you. When it kind of got to the supernatural twist at the end, I was kind of like, okay, where are they going to go? I think with he this? did that because he if it would feel a lot like Secret Identity. Yeah. If all of a sudden, he's just putting on a cowl and running around punching criminals. Yeah. Right. Which didn't make sense to me because I'm like, there's no way this little nine-year-old's um, yeah. blacking out and becoming Batman. That doesn't quite fit. Well, but the thing if, is, he, if he did it like Secret Identity, then he would have left the supernatural element out of it. You yeah. would have had this kid go, you know, I... I mean, it, it could have been a minor psychotic break where yeah. he goes, no, you know what? I am Batman. Yeah. And and I've got, you know, I've got money from my parents. I've got I'm going to this school where, you know, I can be trained and right. I'm get, I'm going to like Batman, I'm going to dedicate myself to being in peak mental physical condition and fight crime. You never had to bring an actual 
you know, Super, supernatural yeah. element into this book. Because it's Batman. Because this, the one if, thing if you can it's do. anything like Secret Identity, you're going to have basically four seasons mm-hmm. of the, in this in this kid's life, and it could have been just that that you know time in a young kid's life where something happened to him, and you know the loss of his parents, the shock, the you know all this stuff that he says, you know what, the heck with it. I yeah, I'm going to be Batman. I'm gonna. I am going to be my hero. So that's why I'm really confused by the supernatural element that's brought into it, and I want to see how he explains that and see if I can understand why he did it. it, It's like I said. It does feel like Killer Be Killed um, because in that book, um, you kind of get the sense that the main character might have gone crazy, or maybe there is a you know a demon um, pulling the strings. But to be fair, in, in Killer Be Killed, the main character, it's kind of obvious he's a piece of crap. Well, yeah. This is just still a kid who it, wants who wants something to make sense in the world. Right, but but some of the stuff that he, like, says and, and does kind of makes it feel like, oh, you're kind of going crazy a little bit, kid. Like, chill. Um, because he, he, he has... <laughs> wait, <laughs> chill. You're, wait, you're going crazy, chill. kid? Chill? Yeah, dude, come on. Yeah. That saw his parents <laughs> shot and got shot and put in a coma for two months. Great, great advice for an eight-year-old. <laughs> chill, I, man. I chill. wish I had to use that on mine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think you're just going crazy, Bruce. Oh, come, come on, chill, like, buddy. He's he, take like, a timeout. <laughs> All right, whatever. Have a Snickers. <laughs> right? You're not you, and you're hungry. <laughs> right, have a Snickers. Yeah. Oh god. Okay, so overall, I I liked it. I mean. Yeah. Uh, Even with the supernatural twist to it, because I was like, okay, this makes it not feel like at the end of this particular book so much like Secret Identity with that twist. So, but I do have a couple of nitpicks. I have a Um, nitpick. I'm going to pull a Johnny. Oh, sorry. That's going to be, yeah. Um, Okay, so I I think all of us probably did not like the font they used for Uh. Alfred's. No, I pull a Johnny. I was I was gonna try so hard not to mention it. I was like, I'm not mentioning t- uh, today at all. This one I'll give you credit okay. for if you did. Yeah, I, I was yeah. just like, it's not really. It, it really slows down the race. It race. does. Yeah. Well, I had then to. Then on I, top of that, you don't just have you don't just have Alfred narrating. Then it switches over to Bruce, and Bruce which I was so like grateful little, for. I'm like, thank goodness. But, but he needs sometimes to, going yeah. between the two. Yeah, it's it jarring. Was, it was. For sure, so, but at least it was a quicker read. But see, read. this is where this but is you where definitely, I agree with you, you get the dis- <laughs> you 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 are able to distinguish the two voices. Yes, yes. Um, but script reading but is found, so it's so bad. No, and it's yeah, I, yeah. I just I don't think you know. Look, it's it's. I think he intended it to be like it's their their two two of their journals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't care whether or not both of them were writing it down. The fact that it's their inner monologue. Their reflections on what's happening at the time—that—that's what means more. I would rather, as a reader, I would just rather be able to read it and not worry about am I am I am am I saying the right word? Am I you know have to and read passages twice? Plus, at my age, my my uh, my contrast vision—I mean, I've I've still got 2015 vision in both eyes, but my contrast vision sucks, and and it's like you know break out the phone and you know try and shed a little light on it to be able to read it. It's it was tough, dude. Yeah. yeah. So that was a big nitpick of mine. Yeah, I I, I skipped to like. Uh, further pages to the end uh, like to see if the font was still there I was like oh it is great the other one was the whole coma thing 
the way I feel it like this was real quick. This was this was sloppily paced between yeah. these pages. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because it's like, oh, we're saving him. We pulled him out, and the officers right there waiting. As if it just happened yeah. out of surgery. And but then they then don't we, mention the coma till two pages we, yeah, later. Yeah, we flip or so. a couple pages and it's like, oh, he was in a coma for two months. Well, then how long was Gordon Hoover sitting there? Like, <laughs> right. And also, I'm like, gonna sit there and get this. Like, I'm gonna sit there. During that, um, they're like, oh, he was gone for forty seconds. I thought we lost him. Uh, stitch him up. He's gonna be fine. Like, okay, he was dead so for forty seconds. That that whole sequence I thought was sloppily paced yeah. for mm-hmm. somebody. That's you know pretty adept at pacing. Pacing, you right. know, like like with a lot of the other stuff we've read. Um, so I I that kind of bugged me a lot that they just kind of breezed through that whole thing. I was like, just have him come out of it. He doesn't need to yeah. be in a coma and just say like, you yeah. know, he was on bed rest and couldn't go to the funeral. If like he, you know, he because the whole point was that he was he had to miss the funeral of his parents. Yeah. So I think there's a better way to do that without. That whole little mess, right? Two pages, three. Pages. I, I agree that 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 really kind of muddied the timeline. Yeah, it's um, I think it it suffers uh from the fact that there's already a perfect story uh, like um kind of like this, yep. um in Superman Secret Identity, and I think that's what we're always going to compare it to. Um, it's probably even if this book is great. It's not going to be as great to me because, to me, Superman deserved that story. Like, Batman is not interesting to me, at least in this sense. He's always brooding. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's that's just going to boil down to, you know, personal preference. Right, yeah. right. Johnny, you're um, always brooding, though. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll definitely read every issue of this. I want to. I want to get. I want to get to the bottom of the Horizon Comics. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be four issues? Yeah. Okay. So instead of doing two hundred page ones, they did four fifties. Awesome. This yeah. Great. Telemarketer call. <laughs> Let's rate it, Johnny. Um. Four. I I enjoyed it up until the supernatural point. Uh, I love the art um, for the most part. Uh, lettering sucks. The art and coloring is very reminiscent yes. of the first one. Or yes. Of the first the first one it's of just, Superman <laughs> of Superman Secret Identity. Right. Right. Um, it also reminds me a, a little bit of a uh, Year One. Have you read that? Not yet. Oh, okay. You should. Uh, I know you guys keep telling me. I have the issues. I'll give them to you. No, Year One. Oh, Year One. David Masekeli, Year One, and not really Paul Pope. Uh, year One Hundred. Okay. What did you think, Roger? It was four stars for me. Um, the lettering really, really bothered me on For on once, we'll, we'll, give, we'll lend credence to Johnny's right. <laughs> yeah. See, this is how I feel, um, like, all the time with, like, little <laughs> tiny bits of lettering. It's, like, jarring. Now you know my pain. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, I will see it to the end. I'm really curious why, I, he, why he took a supernatural yeah. path with this. The other thing that I'm really curious with is what is going on with Uncle Alfred? That he's right. never gone to his house. Right. Did you catch that was that? really weird. I was like, why didn't he take him in? Why is he never around? What's going like, on? Yeah, what's going house? on with, yeah. with him? So. It also, like, in his journal, like, his, uh, it said it, it all started in 1968, Halloween. Like, he kind of knows something happened. Yeah. So, you know, that's interesting as well. Like, uh, yeah, well, it was we're going, definitely right. We're going right. back yeah. on this story. Right. Yeah. Kayla. It kind of seems like Alfred's, like, writing from the future or whatever. Yeah. Back to him. the future. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, three and a half stars. The lettering really got me, and it was 
good story, but I don't know if it's enough to make me want to read the next one. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, I'm at four stars also. Um, m- what really brought it down for me was the the lettering between the two styles uh, um, when you could have just used similar lettering and I would have been cool. And then that that the, the, the real thing that knocked it down, because I don't care about lettering as much as Johnny, but um, the real thing that knocked it down was that whole coma mess in the middle. That just muddied things mm-hmm. for me, and I did not like that. So anyway, four stars. I really want to finish it, so I might end up Adding it to my poll tonight. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Kayla. Yes. Pitch is the biggest disappointment this week. I'm so sad about this book. Okay. We read for our indie book, John Wick. Yay. Yay. I was so excited First when I saw all, this in yeah. there. I love the John Wick movies. The John Wick I movies adore are some of the movies. best modern action movies that are out they right are now. fantastic. Anybody that disagrees with me, come and fight me, John oh, Wick those style. fight scenes. <laughs> yes. They're so good. Yeah, they're pretty dope. Yeah. So, uh, and have you seen him, Roger, at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I've movies. seen John Wick one. I haven't. Oh, haven't gotten around so to good. The second one's pretty <laughs> so <dope>. good. <laughs> so many headshots. Oh my <laughs> God. You just at some point just be like, yeah, yeah, he can make all those shots. Yeah. I believe it. Why not? I haven't. Um, I haven't seen any, and this you book is like made me think John Wick is boring. No, it's it so is not. So boring. Uh, so Kayla, who wrote this? Oh, Greg Pack. It's <laughs> uh, a name. Yeah, that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. I, yeah, because he's a capable writer. What uh, publisher is this? Yeah. Dynamite. 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 Uh, AKA Suckamite. <laughs> Some Dynasuck. However you want to like put, put those. Yeah, put that. suck into that title. Sometimes they have good books. Sometimes. Yes. But Name this one. was not one of them. Um, no. Is Red Sonja Dynamite? It, yeah. Red Sonja is really good. When? Well, at least Gail when Sim- Gail Simone like a couple of months ago. Oh, okay. I, yeah, oh, I yeah Gail Simone, okay, but... Uh, I can name, like, two books from book, Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to be Red Sonja, Vampirella at some point, not Jeremy all of it. Jeremy Whitley's Vampirella is real good. Anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Greg Pack challenged himself to see how much money he could make during one session on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds about right. Let's not insult Slap the man. Slap the name John Wick. No, it's not insulting. I mean, it, look, I mean, if he wrote it in well, five minutes, I want great job. Him. This book is not good. It's just no, it's not good. John Wick's in Texas. I want to ask him if he watched the movies. The, I'm, I don't think he I did. I don't think he did because he None of the characters' voices are right. The, None yeah, of, and John I get Wick's, it's in the past. It's a prequel, yeah. but it just- Well, the thing I is, think. is John Wick is, is a pretty stoic character. And he was just such a, a campy mess in this. Yeah. That I that I was, was just weird. like, dude, did you did you watch the movie at all to kind of get who he is as a character? And I get there's not a lot explored because it's an action movie. But man, this did not have the tone or the you know, the voicing of, of those movies. Or the yeah. coolness. There's there's a cool factor that John the John Wick movies have, and that was not present in this. Yeah. And did they shoot a rocket launcher at a twelve year old? Yeah. I was and like, I, it wasn't what? those three either. Like, I get John Wick's had, over the I top, really, but... Yeah, I really got stuck on those panels because it wasn't the three guys following him. I think that there was some kind of, you know, um, oh, right. territorial, you know, dispute going on there at the same time. But, that yeah, I mean, but you are not... That, oh, that was... That oh, whole really thing weird. was paced horribly and I it was a mess plotting yeah. and, and with the panel layouts, it was a complete mess. You know, like, um, the, the thing is, I think Dynamite doesn't pay their artists very well, right? No. So, like, 
this isn't great art either way. No. At, at least the, this uh, John is, w- This is the epitome This is to disgrace me to Keanu Reeves. Of phoned in. <laughs> right. At least John Wick isn't photo reference like LaRocca always does. Um, you know, he does it well, though. It's not no, bad. hell no, dude. No, LaRocca is bad. I don't have a problem with the guy's art. Right. I have the I have a problem with, with the, the panel layouts. Layouts, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and it, to me it looked like a book from from somebody who's who's got talent mm-hmm. uh who's it's, got i'm really sorry chris uh someone who's re- worked really hard to get to this point in their career where they're doing interiors on a book um but, but it, uh the guy you know the guy can draw but i think that that where his art was lacking for me was the panelization of the story and right. i don't know how it's much like of a, that came from pack and how much of it right. came from especially the, the writer when or marquez or, or, artist scripted that brilliant fight okay. scene in yeah, the Defenders right. issue. You come from something like that, which is martial arts-esque, you know, even though it's and comic book martial arts. Script. That, that wasn't, wasn't full script. script. Yeah. That was just Marquez being Marquez. Right. You know, right. that's what He's this going, needed. Yeah. It needed, a like, that kind of panel layout where you're seeing all this violence happen right. instead of just these kind of weird, wonky... It's like a director without clunky, a vision. Yeah. Yeah. It was just uh, this. This would have been uh, the John Wick comic is is a perfect idea for um, a silent number one issue. Yes, yes. Because there's lately he doesn't say a lot in the and movies just, as it is. Yeah. So he doesn't go. Don't kill me, please. Then get out of my way. He no, he just he shoot the guy. He's Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. Just, like he's yeah. supposed to be silent. Yeah. And he just double taps you. Leaves. I don't know. Maybe he after. This, I only, guess this is a pre. You said it was yeah, a prequel. The I only thing even, that makes this somewhat still. and I and I it's still not enjoyable, but no. somewhat palpable or palatable is the fact that uh-huh. they're trying to push it from a, an origin story kind of perspective. But it doesn't work for this. It's not a good origin story. Yeah, they no. should have gone further ahead in his timeline to when he was working for the mob, not how he's going to get yeah. into the mob, or at least you know. reference the movies in some sort of way, and or not just make up a or bunch yeah, of stuff. or start with him like doing a hit on somebody. Well, the thing that the thing that was kind of weird for me too is they went to the the whatever the Texas Continental whatever yeah. branch, yeah, you know, which was kind of and it. I mean, on the outside, it looked like a dump. Yeah, and I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I no, I don't think it would look like that. No. But he meets a guy in there who knows he knows who he is. I mean, if if John Wick is like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, well, what has he done to already establish this reputation for himself at that age? Mm-hmm. You know, no. I don't. I I thought it was a bad place to to come in. Period. Um, and it's going to take a lot more than just referencing the Continental Hotel it's- to make me. You know, it's the manager from the hotel in the first one, the in the first movie. Sharon, I, I thought. I, oh, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Good evening, Mr. Wick. Back so, then. so like the thing is, so. I, I, I had interest in watching John Wick. Like this, like oh, killed it. Should. I should. Yes, I know. Yeah. Please, it, it I'll make you of, watch it. it. It kind of killed it for me, and it just, uh, dude, this is nothing like the movies. Okay. This is, in title alone, is the only thing it shares with the movies. The only thing. That's it. All right. It's the antithesis of. Yeah, uh, it's there's bad. no cool factor. No, nope. there's no great sequencing. No, nope. there's no great action. Yeah. You know, oh. so, um, yeah. I only but know Keanu from so Bill and Ted. So. That's a you great way to know Keanu, Matrix? though. Yeah, hell yeah, Keanu's everything. You've seen The Matrix? No. Oh, oh my God. Mm. Let's oh, rate this before this turns into us <laughs> roasting Johnny for that. Mm. Kayla. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Would Would you rate it? Is there anything lower than a one? 
Jeez. like a point five. Oh, I love John Wick, and this just made me so sad. This just made me so sad. Like yeah. one, one star. I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a problem rating this. It's bad, you know. But how 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 bad is it? I think one of the problems is the movie is so darn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so oh, good no. uh, that this just leaves you feeling, you know, hollow. Inside. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna give it a one and a half just because there's like. Uh, light Earth and alien toilet monsters. And no, there's stuff. There's stuff like that. <laughs> there are, there, there are worse executed ideas than this. Um, but this not is, not by much. Yeah. This is this is this is kind of a mess. This one just hurts me the most, just because it is John Wayne. So what? Yeah, one and a half. Johnny. Johnny, I think the worst thing I can say about this is it's boring. One. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree, hundred percent. And and that should not be a John Wick book nope. in any because the movie is anything and but the, boring. And how come there was never like a classic hot rod anywhere yeah. in this book? Yeah, anywhere, right? Yeah, both movies hot rods, both movies cool factor. Even, even if he had like a you know a '67 Mustang that was clunky, not right. Yeah. That was just, but and just, saw just give a that, nod like, to that. He that's where he falls in love with you it. Know, yeah. yeah. That, and where's the, the dog? Silent, no. The silent issue thing makes a lot of sense too, because John Wick movies don't have a lot of exposition in them. Yep. It's just yeah. kind of things happening. Yeah. So that's weird. Oh, you you could have you could have you know <laughs> ten panels of of him just you know dropping clips and reloading. Yeah. Oh and, my god! And like, you know, <laughs> that's how I would have scripted this. Yeah. It's just that's like, what I was expecting to see at some uh, point, just like a giant fight sweep sequence like yeah, that, and I was just man. yeah. Man. Um. Yeah, I'm at. Uh, I'll do one and a half just because Roger's right. There, there are worse executed ideas than this, but this one hurts me. I wanted to, I wanted to like this book. That's I think what makes it so painful is I saw it and I was like yes, and then I saw dynamite on the cover and I was like no, <laughs> and I was like please don't suck, please don't suck, please be good, please be good. Greg Pak, okay, yeah. and I got into it and it's just it's terrible. Poop. So I'm just gonna go home and watch one and two <laughs> back yes. to back and. Feel better about feel better about myself (laughs) and and anticipate number three. So, um, all right. So the next book we are going to review is our Marvel book for the week, Uh, and it's Spider Gwen number twenty six by I believe Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez on art. Um, Basically, we're following Spider Gwen on an alternate Earth, and she gets the the Venom symbiote, and it's her apparently couple issues ago. Yeah, apparently being an emo kid ever since then. So. Venom Gwen? Is that what it is? Gwenum. Gwenum. Oh, man, that's dumb. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, let me take lead on this because I, I'm going to encourage, you know, I, I like the Spider-Gwen character not as much as I do uh, Silk, Moon. who is Cindy Moon, um, who shows up in this book. Uh, but if, if, if you're a Marvel fan um, or, or you've read any any amount of Marvel books and, and you consider picking this book up, start at the beginning yeah. mm-hmm. because you're in, you're in an alternate reality and all of the characters that you know, all the characters that are mentioned, they are not the same. It's right. like in this one, Matt okay. Murdock is like It took me a bit like with Matt Murdock. Yeah, I was right. like, And then I was like, happened? oh wait, alternate universe. Because right? I did not like this book because I didn't understand what the heck had happened. Right, right. 
I think Peter's dead. Maybe? So yeah, yeah. That, that's well, why be, that's why Peter sh- died in this instead of Uncle Gwen Stacy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, Pete instead of became, Uncle Ben. Yeah. No, oh really? Yeah, she he he's no, the reason Pete that be- Pete became the lizard. Did he really? Right. Did yeah, really? that's right. Oh. Yeah. That's weird, man. It's and weird. he ended it's, up dying. Honestly, but this book is really good. Um, not this issue if you're not caught up. It, it, I this, don't know. For me, I haven't read any of this stuff. And aside from knowing Spider-Gwen was an alternate universe, yeah. I actually really enjoyed this book. The, the I found is, it pretty easy to follow aside from the Matt Murdock confusion. It, it's, it's interesting, well, um, but like I don't think that this is a great jumping on point. I think oh, no, uh, Roger's definitely right. You have to start at the beginning because uh, Matt Murdock's the kingpin. There's, yeah. a, there's a weird thing with the Sacrilege. Punisher. Um, it's actually really, really good. Right, and um, Cindy Moon, who yeah, is Silk, is she somehow created the spider that ended up biting so Gwen. A geneticist mm-hmm. or whatever. Right, so That's she's weird. she has a play in there, but you have twists on all these characters and I I like the book too. That's why I wanted to start with, you know, this caveat that you guys, if you if you, because I I dig the art. Oh, I um, love the art. I, oh, Robbie I dig Rodriguez. the storytelling. But I was constantly like, oh crap, you know, right? Not our Matt Murdock, not our you know, all these characters. Yes, Robbie Rodriguez. Yes, that's the artist is Ghost Rider. That I think it is. It is. Or is it Robbie Reyes? Robbie Reyes? It's Robbie Reyes. It's Robbie Reyes. Oh, right. Now That's I'm kind of bummed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Eh, anyway. Um, yep. Yeah, but I mean, there's th- there's a lot to like about this book. I dig the art style. It's 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 different, but it, it pops. That's it really works for yeah. me. Um, but I really, I, I, I really would have preferred to... Not not only would I have started at the beginning of the story arc, I oh, would yeah. start it at issue one to get a lay of the land because I was fighting I was fighting yeah. the story every step of the way. <laughs> that for, was me. That was exactly me reading this. I was just like, like getting, yeah. trying to get through this. Like, like nothing in this world makes sense. Like right down, down it, is up. I didn't find it that difficult. Aside from the Matt Murdock thing confusing me, and then like a couple pages well, no, later, I was like, oh yeah, says he's universe. Reed Richards. Reed Richards like, is well, that that doesn't look like Reed Richards. Well, what's interesting well, too is he says he's a Reed Richards. Oh, he, he said does. a Reed Richards. Does. That's why. But he is Reed Richards. He does. Yeah. But he he's one of the infinite reeds. So because he knows that. <laughs> All these other from Hickman's run, yeah. Right? Okay. That all these other Reed Richard, the Council oh, of the Reeds. Reed Did Robbie Rodriguez do uh, Uncanny X Force with Rick Remender? That might be where I recognize the name. That yeah, might be where I recognize the name. Um, the other thing I liked, I, I will say, I anytime Cindy Moon shows up, yeah, she's right. great. I'm I love pretty Cindy happy Moon. about that because I like I like that character See, a lot. Like, so. the, uh, I think this is just this was just the wrong issue for us to start on. We should have like. Maybe done the trade and or I'm sorry. whatever. They missed the mark on a joke with Mary Jane's band, the Mary Janes. Right. They should have spelled it the M E R R Y Janes, not just the Mary Janes. Yeah. I think that's lame, Jonathan. <laughs> that's like a mark. That's, that's a pun. Really good. That I they think, missed. I think that's you see in Archie from Wade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're showing Be your awesome. age, dude. The, the Mary Janes. Like but how it, they mi- missed the Dunkin' uh, Donuts, uh, Dunkin' exactly. Basketball. Um, I like that. I read the, the there was like a six part <laughs> tie in earlier this year with Spider Man the Miles book with right. Spider Gwen mm-hmm. and they were going back and forth between dimensions and I was still lost so like see the I thing is like this possible. feels this kind of feels like um, Bendis's Ultimate Universe like if you start off on issue fifty you're like 
what is going on? Was, yeah. Or like after Ultimatum, like, oh, Matt Murdock's dead. Magneto shifted the Earth's poles and, you know, a bunch of things that you Do don't we understand. Do know what Earth this is on? I think it, it was like there's a number for it, it but yeah. I do not know. In like the first appearance. Well, I'm just curious because Secret Wars destroyed all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. But it's then, but then the yeah, Richards were recreating Wars, so universes after that. No, and remember, God. just like this, it's just Marvel. like none of this yeah, ever happens. Know, just like the six one six, every universe that they created picked up exactly where it left off. <sighs> but eight months later in the books. Right. <laughs> Earth Marvel. 65. Just, one don't thing. Qu- just don't question it. Jonathan, yeah. Earth 65. 65, got it. But um, I can say one thing for this book. Despite being kind of confusing and having jumped in in the middle here, I actually really want to read the rest of the series now. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Yeah. What were you going to say? Actually, I would, no, I would kind of agree with that. I think that um, I, 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 I'm also there. I would yeah. like to go back to, to issue one and, and yeah, catch up. I, I want to know about Kingpin Matt Murdock. I want to know about yeah. all this. The Spider-Verse one-shot was really good. Oh, yeah. Edge of Spider-Verse number four. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. When there was a one-shot when they first created her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a really good issue. Spider-Verse in front of Jonathan. I'm just going to, like, flip (laughs) the table every time I hear (laughs) Spider-Verse. I really like the the fact that Jason Latour can draw and write, you know, with him doing, uh, what's the book that he's doing? Southern Bastards. Southern Bastards. Um, I love his art more than his writing, but his writing is still really good. His art is so funky. It's so good. I think part of it's the colorist, but yeah, yeah. it looks like Good the the Southern Bastards like art looks all smoky. Not like no, like like listening to you describe food. that is like watching a four year old trying to hold on to a live fish. Oh, that's like a bad it. idea. Don't yeah. do that, kid. Anyway. I do have one really dumb nitpick, and I'm sure nobody else noticed this, but when they're talking to MJ, when they call her MJ, they spell E-M-J-A-Y. I'm like, why didn't they just put the letters M and J? I don't know why that bugged me. (laughs) And that would be MJ. Shut up. M dot J dot there. Whatever. Like, in other words, she would spell her initials that way, but in this there's... They're doing saying it phonetically it yeah. because Which, they're speaking. I don't know why that bugged me, but it did. <laughs> it's it's Earth 65, so that's fine. Yeah, it's a different universe, I so they can cool spell it. Yeah. All right, let's let's rate it unless we got something else to say about it. Uh, three and a half. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've, oh, I think I've only read like the first and second trades of Spider Gwen. Um, it looks like I should probably uh, go back on it because this is interesting. I'm at three stars. Um, you know, normally I think a comic can, you know, any comic should in and of itself sufficiently convey, you know, the story and the world that's going on. But I, I'm, I'm going to cut this one a little slack because it's too much. It's a completely different universe, universe. and you can't, you can't, like, convey all of that in, in one issue. So I no. don't really think um, my problem lies from there. It was just... Uh, you know, so this is just a subjective thing. Some people would think that it's higher, I think, but for me, I was just battling this book to understand what was going on. That was on. me. Well, I I thought it was paced well, and I love the art and everything. Um, There's a lot of things to it like. Was, yeah. Caleb, four stars. I didn't. I don't know. I thought it was surprisingly easy to follow, considering all of that. And I actually really want to read the rest of this series I'm, now i'm with you three stars also because i i found myself doing the same thing fighting the book and it's not like it's bad by any stretch um, yeah like i said and I, I understand why yeah i understand i i get it um 
but it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would read volume one. I, I, my interest would be an up there enough to read volume one. So you technically owned issue one. <sighs> <laughs> Let's read from this. That's Why the, do you keep doing that's the series that? that shall not be named on this podcast anymore. What would you guys rather have reviewed in place of what? Oh, I think uh, the Batman annual. Batman, Batman annual that was really good. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, 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 well, I see a Super Sons annual. Oh, Batman right with super. Crypto and, and uh, Titus. Titus on the cover. Yeah. yeah. Who's Titus? Batman's dog. Ace the bad dog. Oh, wait. It's Titus so is now. It, no. What? Why? Because Read the story. It's dumb. Yeah. It's Ace. Um, did Moon Knight come out today? Moon Knight did come out today. Yeah. I would have liked to have read that. Yeah. Um. What's up with the Star Wars adventures? How does IDW have the license back? I have no idea. <laughs> That's a kid book. Is that why they have the license? Yeah, there's some <laughs> sort of thing. So Marvel doesn't want to do. <laughs> They're not yeah. canon, I know that, but Ray's still in some of them or something. Like, yeah, it's that's just weird. It's just I think they're they're marketed towards a younger audience. If you look at the art, it's like a more cartoony style. Yeah. Um, because <clears throat> I remember reading about it when they first announced that, and being like, oh, okay. I don't know why Marvel's not doing this. Maybe, you know, it was just something that IDW made a big enough offer to to, yeah, to get you know. one book license or something like yeah. that's sure so. well the house of ideas is on fire currently <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> yeah so anyway um yeah i i, I would have been cool with any of those um any other indie book what about deadpool kills the marvel universe again god no <laughs> man i don't know what that's other indie books right. are out right. hack and slash yeah, I mean, I think that would have been great. Six? Come on. Big Hero 6. Yeah. Big Hero 6. Yes. Been cool for Love Marvel. Big Hero yeah. 6. Markiplier. What about, and hear me out, Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> so I think something big happened in this issue. Spawn? Yeah. What? I don't know. Nah, who cares? We should do an issue of Big Hero 6. That probably, that sounds I don't think cool. it's current, though. I think that's a one-shot. Oh. Oh. It's like, in other words, not it ongoing. Is. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, trivia time. Cool. This is going to be fun. I'm ready to bring the hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so we decided to do a trivia a little bit differently since we're doing technically Batman's secret identity, even though but they called it Creature of the Night for some reason. Um, we're we're going to stump each other and, and well, not you because they're you have, gonna, you have Google stump at your me, fingertips. Really. <laughs> but uh, we're going to do secret identity trivia. Kayla, go. Oh, uh, Starfire. Ooh. Coriander. There you go. God, That's a real nerd. name? Yep. What's her last name? Is that, coriander. Is, coriander. That, is that two words or one? It's one word so, with an apostrophe and an R. So yeah. she's a spice girl? Yes. yes. Nice. <laughs> okay. That was my pun. I don't get the reference. It's coriander okay. is a... Never mind. Go, just go. <laughs> is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. Um, for Marvel Comics, him. Him? Yeah. Like H-Y-M-N or just H-I-M? H-I-M. I never heard of that. Uh, Are you yeah, sure it's not from Powerpuff Girls? I think no. it's from the 90s. Yes, but no. Uh, no, uh, introduced in uh, early Fantastic Four. Is a hero? Kind of. Is a villain? I got you guys. Yeah, no, no, no. Adam no. Warlock. Uh, that's deep enough in Marvel that I wouldn't yeah, know. I have no. no idea. And I'm a Marvel guy. I've never even heard of that. You've never heard of Adam Warlock? I know Adam Warlock, but never yeah. heard of him. Yeah. I think that's a cheat, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. No, he was first introduced as him. But that's not a secret identity. No, it is. Johnny. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean now. I thought he was like going by. No, I don't think it, that's that's just a that's an alias. Actually, is that, is that not it, what secret identities are? Johnny, okay. No, Give it to you to ruin the uh, game. 
I think it's fine. <laughs> no, I think it's an also known as. No, it's a, yeah. Fine, you guys want we'll, another one? We'll go with it. No, right. we're fine. Okay. Just throw another one. Go All ahead. All right, here we go. Uh, Silver Surfer. Norn Red. Norn Red. All right, I got my last one. You guys want my last one? Yeah, go. Al Simmons. Ah! Is that the name? And we have to. Oh, I know. I've heard that name in Marvel. Yeah, no, I know. Ah! Is it a hero or a villain? Hero, I guess. Anti-hero? Yeah. Oh crap! It's not Marvel. DC though, huh? Is it Spawn? Yeah. Uh, Right. Okay. I was thinking Marvel for a second. I was like, wait. You said when you said that, I was like, oh yeah. I can hear Christian Depaz yelling (laughs) at me (laughs) from the future. Future, future Christian is really pissed right now. Yeah, yeah. You guys suck. He, he was I supposed to? So he heard it. He's right, right. Now. right. <laughs> was I just supposed to just go through my you whole list then if Johnny well, let's, did? Let's, let's have Roger. It doesn't matter. Okay. Do you want me I got a trick question. Mystique. Mystique. Raven? Raven? Raven what? I don't oh, know, sh- dude. She- Xavier? Simone? <laughs> no. Raven Darkholm? That's one of her aliases. Not a secret identity. You're making fun of me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> she has she has a lot of aliases actually. Yeah, it's a trick question because it's mystique, right? Her identity's never been revealed. Oh. Collective. <laughs> uh, uh, good one. Yeah, I, I decided to give you that one and, uh, instead of the listeners because that would have been just a That's burn. Me. Yeah, that, that would have been, been really cool. Okay, yeah, somebody else. Edward Blake. Oh, the uh, comedian. Good, Johnny. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm so not fast enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Simon Walterson. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Um, is that Wonder a man? Is no, that a Simon? That is Simon, uh, but it's uh, something else. Is that like a play on like Walter Simons? You mean Walter Simonson? Simonson, maybe. It's Simon, what Simon, Simon Walterson. Simon Walterson. Oh, that's funny. It's got to be Marvel. like a yeah. Thor thing, maybe. Beta Ray Bill. Nope. No. No. Oh, that, though. Was it? Is it Thor's like secret one of secret identity? That's no. Donald Blake. That yeah. is Donald Blake. Nope. Is it Throg? It's Throg. It's Throg. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Of course. Matt, I knew it was Thor related the minute you said that. Simon Matt, Wal- throw one out. Uh, Juggernaut. I'm the juggernaut. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That terrible iteration. Yeah, of that's yeah I don't know. So bad. Kane Marco. Huh. Mm. Uh, yeah, there you go. That rings a bell. Uh, and I got a couple more. Uh, Azriel? Uh John oh, Paul yeah. Valley. Yeah. There you go. I thought that was Jean. Jean Paul Valley. Jean Paul Valley. Jean Paul Valley. Miguel O'Hara? Oh, Spider Man 2099. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, and yeah. This one's for Jonathan only. Uh, the Green Ranger. <laughs> Tommy? <laughs> Tommy what? Tommy, Tommy Oliver? Tommy Oliver, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, John. You know I me? Mean? Okay. Yeah. Samantha Eve Wilkins. Oh, God, you suck. <laughs> that, oh, that sounds, sounds really familiar. The Wilkins part. Is it DC? Deep cuts. Deep mm. cuts. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. <laughs> he said he wanted to destroy us. Do you want a hint? DC or Marvel? Yeah, please. It's hint. neither. What is it? <laughs> Wilkins? That Samantha Eve Wilkins. Adam Eve. Yes, Roger, oh, for the win. Idiot. <laughs> Adam <laughs> Eve. From Nobody, Invincible. They only say her oh. name like twice in the entire <coughs> Invincible series because they always call her Eve. Her first name is Samantha. 
Yeah. Ouch. As soon as you said, uh, like, it's neither, I was like, okay, well, it's probably invincible. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Hatter. Uh, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I know it because I just read a story with him. Uh, t- uh, uh, teach. Um, no. Close. <sighs> Patch? Uh, Patch? Something. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. As soon as They're she says it, close. it's, it's going to piss me off so bad. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Jervis Tetch. Jervis Tetch. Tetch. God oh, dang yeah. it. How about Dr. Ted Salas? Dr. Ted Salas. Dr. Ted Salas. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Villain or hero? I don't know this. I, 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 Both. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm really sucking at this. The magnet. Kind of, I'm technically a, a hero, I the guess. tinkerer? He, he doesn't talk much. No. no. I don't know. I don't know. Strikes fear into uh, the hearts of men. Sinestro. <laughs> no, that's Mark Spector, bro. Yeah, I know. Man Thing. Man oh. Thing. That's a deep cut. All right. I wonder how his movie career is going. Here's what, here's one Johnny should probably get. Okay. First, in under five seconds. Okay. OG Spider Woman. Um, Jessica. Wait, is it Jessica Drew? Yes. Okay. Because w- you said OG Spider Woman, I was like, well, I yeah. know Jessica Drew, so okay. Well, now there's like ten. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's yeah. what you meant. Okay. Do uh, you have any more, Jonathan? I have a couple more. Okay. Do I have it. a lot more. Okay. Do it. <laughs> of course, Mindy he does. McCready. No. Mindy McCready. Nope. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> what? You actually made me think of this. McCready. Mindy McCready. Marvel or DC? Neither. Okay. Was well, it Invincible <laughs> again? Oh, dang. <laughs> Hit girl. Oh. oh, I was like, it's something like when we were talking about Kickass earlier. I was like, I'm gonna use that one. <laughs> I, ouch, that was a good one. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't even recognize the name. <laughs> so okay, next, let him roll. Let I don't roll. got any. Yeah, we're done. Lori Jupiter. Oh, that's um Silk Spectre. Yeah, thank you. Which one though? Uh, the second one. Silk Spectre two. Yes. Is that DC? DC. Oh, Watchmen. Yeah. These are all going to be like kind of themed yeah. that way. Oh, you should have just said like Lori Jepstick or whatever. Like yeah, the orig- Jips, yeah, the, the You should have done name. the original. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Walter Kovacs. Uh, Rorschach. Rorschach. Daniel Dryberg. Is that Blue Beetle? No. No. That's Ted Kord. Oh. Um, well, that's one of them. Dryberg. Oh. Wait, what was the first name? Daniel. Come on, Johnny. Come on, Johnny. Don't, don't leave me hanging on. Is it Night Owl? Which one? It's the second one. Yes. All okay. right. Thank you. I, I went that. Watchmen because of Doomsday Clock last week. <laughs> okay. So that's why I didn't yeah, lead yeah, off yeah. with those because they were all going to be really Dr. easy. John Manhattan. All right. Did you do that one? John Osterman. I don't know that one. I was just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. All right. Oh. Um, winners. Right? Yeah. Uh, winners from last. What did I do with my winners? You wrote it on that paper. Oh, they're right there. Here? <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. So, uh, last week we had a nice set of comics and uh, a great Thanksgiving set of Sweet Tooth hardcovers to give away. Um, we had a lot of people respond, uh, and I appreciate everybody that yeah. did respond. Thanks, guys. Um, mm-hmm. It's really cool. We have two first-time winners from this week. Uh which is cool, or yeah, finally from last, yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, see, you if you play, you can win. 
Um, but the question was, it was sweet tooth. It was what there was two parts. What uh, what did Jeff what Lemire number, originally wanted? Oh. Right. What did well? Do, what did Jeff yeah. Lemire re- originally want as his profession? And then what was the number on uh, Gus's tag? Right. Okay. The number on his ear tag was one seventy one. Um, and Jeff Lemire originally wanted to be filmmaker. Uh, filmmaker. Um, a c- couple of you got one of those wrong. It was basically what Jeff Lemire originally wanted to do. Um, but I gave you a point right. for you know if you got one of them right, you got you got one name in the drawing. If you got both of them right, you got two. So it was uh, everybody got it, at least one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, without further ado, the winner of the comics from uh, did you ever find his last name? No, I know um, I've got it in there somewhere. It's James from Australia. Burr, so burr, burr. Uh, congratulations, James. Um, and then the uh, the graphic novel set is going to go to Nelson Carvalho. Hopefully, I pronounced your last name. Right. Shout out to Nelson. Uh, so Nelson, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for participating. You got a very, very nice set of, of books coming your way. I'm Lucky. not sure that I have your address. So um, Nelson Carvalho. Nice. Carvalho. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Might be James Mason. James, Ma- that sounds right. Yeah. James yes. Mason from Australia. James Mason. Yeah. That's who gave us the nice message. Yeah. And also, um, congrats to both of you. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll get to those those books out to you guys soon. Um, Nelson, um, I'll hit you up uh, for your address, and then we'll get those out to you. Sweet. Uh, anyway, so um, this week we're giving away a hardcover copy of Mouse Guard 1152. You oh, you want it? Um, you want it bad. Yes, volume one, the first one. And then the, the comics that we reviewed this week two out of three so, good comics yeah they were pretty good um all right so the the question this week is what is uh rogue's secret identity from marvel as of as in uh gambit and rogue what's what's rogue's real name if you know the answer to that question send it to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com and uh, you could win some cool books, yeah, books. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's that. Moving on. Well, you have to move on. You have to tell us about the next book. Oh, Mouse Guard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Mouse Guard eleven fifty two. Everything done by David Peterson. Yes. Um, follow the adventures of three of the guards' finest, Liam, Saxon, and Kenzie as they seek to uncover a traitorous plot against the guard in a critically acclaimed book named by Wizard Magazine as Best Indie Adventure Book of 2006. Oh, geez, Wizard Magazine. <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> Which is no longer a thing. No. You're not going to stay in that voice the whole time? I can. <laughs> it's not going to hurt your throat? No. Okay. I think the listeners would appreciate no. it. No. <laughs> my, my throat's far past <laughs> All anything. Right. Um, yeah, no, this is, this is, uh, it's, it's not necessarily a kid's book. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I think, I think it's a, yeah, it's, it's very close to all ages, but it is essentially mouse, uh, mice of the round table. Yeah. Um, it's set in the year 1152 
and you have in in the in the the mice kingdom you have uh, a guard that's been created to um, protect Control, and serve uh, range they're, like yeah they're like who are traveling from town to town yeah Escort. Like they're yeah. mice rangers pretty much um and and it's been uh discovered that there's a traitor in their midst someone who has uh gotten a hold of a legendary battle axe called the black axe and he's leading a rebellion against uh the queen yes queen uh, and this is Gwendolyn. the Gwendolyn. yep and this she's is the, the queen story the of, of the mouse guard I think she's the leader she's like of the Yeah, she's like the, the matriarchal leader. character. Right. Yeah. Um, in, I believe it was Lockhaven, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. And that's basically the headquarters of, of the guard. Yes. It's such a good book. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it, it caught me by surprise. Like, I, I knew that it was, uh, you know, critically acclaimed and everybody really liked it. But I didn't think that I was going to like it that much. I was like, oh, it's just a mice fantasy story that's weird but honestly like the characters are all unique they they're it's fantasy without being fantasy though right, right. it just because there's no dragons or anything like that it's just that they're woodland creatures right so it's you know crabs and snakes to mice are what dragons are akin to us right yeah and it makes me think like if these are kind of like real mice don't they like die after two years <laughs> Jeez, Johnny. Way to get <laughs> I'll morbid. Bring it down. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I got into it uh, and I didn't stop. I just went all the way through. And it, it's a thick book, but it reads, it reads really, really well. Quick. Real quick. Um, yeah. I love the panel layouts. I love the pacing of the story. I love the personalities of all the mice, the especially the first three that you get introduced to. Yeah. Um, Saxon was my favorite. Of course. Oh, Liam he was, was just mine. ready for action. <laughs> he always has a scowl on him. <laughs> he's just like, let's do this. Like, at one point in the story, he's ready to take on the entire opposing army. <laughs> but, but Jonathan, Liam literally jumped into a snake's mouth. Yes, he did. Was so he was good. the newest recruit. He had to prove himself. He's precious yeah. to me. <laughs> so there's a lot to like with this story um, and this, this whole book. Uh, I I would love to 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 continue through the the whole series. Yeah, yeah because there's a uh, winter eleven fifty two, which follows up right on the heels of this book, and then there's um, I think the Black Axe, which goes back mm-hmm. in time. In time, right? That's eleven forty nine, um, I believe. That's, okay, that's the prequel that came out afterwards. And there's there's one or two more. Right, uh-huh, I think there's five or six books in the series altogether. Yeah, I think it might still be going. It's published by Archaea still, right? Right, or, or which was they... acquired by Boom. Oh, yeah. Boom publishes them now. Okay, right, but like this was before it was acquired by Boom, and they just created a beautiful book with like even the back even has concept arts and and maps and things like that. It's just a beautiful book all around. Um, if you take the dust cover off or the dust jacket, oh. it looks oh, like a leather storybook. Really. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks really nice. So. See, I don't think there's not much really to say about this book. It's because right. it's like, it's kind of. Well, it's simple. In, it's in, very in, simple. It's, it's, you know, this kind of, it's a brotherhood, all you know, kind of story of these three mice that are the the mouse guard or guard mice as they're they called. Yeah. And they have to save 
lock haven from an uprising. Yeah, they discover y- yeah, a traitor yeah. and gotta save After the day. After a while, you don't like see them as mice, but then every once in a while, like one character ha- has like a fish hook as a weapon, <laughs> yeah, and things like that. And like, oh right, these are little tiny mice that yeah. are fighting regular sized crabs, but to them they're huge and. Little, little you know, like monsters. Yeah. Right. I love when they were in the town and they just had all those sets of panels with all the different mice shopkeepers, like the little mouse blowing the glass and doing that all was, that stuff. Yeah. That's great. The nice little touch. Yeah. Makes the world feel lived in when they do that. Right. See, it, this this book is uh, this it it's its own world. It, it talk about world building because it's so full of uh, thing uh, like lore and backstory to um, you know the the mouse guard and to the kingdom. Um, it's just, it's packed full of it, and it, it just makes me want to read more of the books, uh, especially the prequel, because um, I believe the like the first pages they talk about what happened in the prequel, and like that's really interesting. War with uh, the weasels, right? <laughs> God. <laughs> um, the other I, thing mm-hmm. out of this, you know, uh, is this all started with a uh, little scribble on a napkin for yeah. for Peterson. Um, yeah, an idea he, that he had. Yeah, if. If mice actually had a, a community, yeah, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. And then he just kind of kept coming back to it until he flushed, decided to flush out the whole story, and, mm-hmm. and thus Mouse Guard was born. So, but it's it's one of those great little uh, gems that you don't expect to be as good as it is. I mean, you yeah. had said several times that everybody in your family has read and loved this, but yep, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, you think like, okay, cool. And then you sit down and read, and you're like, "Oh, I get why." Like it's just it, it's simple in, in its approach and in its storytelling, but it's just done masterfully. Yeah. So and, yeah, and I mean, it's not life changing or anything like that. It's just it's just it's just a really good story. Yeah. It's got and it's great art, and it's like something that you know kind of kind of catches you by surprise. Um, I you know it's it's interesting. I would not have wanted anybody other than uh, Peterson to have drawn this book. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's an incredible artist, um, and he I think he was meant to do this story. the 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 art, the colors, everything oh, yeah. about it is is gorgeous. Right, like even the art feels kind of like an old timey fairy tale type of mm-hmm. art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's seven books in total with uh, seven. Yes, I believe three of them are the um, this. It's fall 1152, then uh, winter 1152, and then volume three is Black Axe, and then there's Legends of the Guards volume one, two, and three, and okay. then some other stuff. You know, like tales. Yeah. Uh, but the main, I guess, like this is the main series. There's three of them. Black Axe being the volume three. And if you read this, you don't necessarily have to read the other no, ones. It like, doesn't no, end on like is... a cliffhanger. It's a full, complete series. But trust me, if you read this, you're going to want to read the other ones. It, it's it's kind of like a standalone story. It, it, it thrusts you like into the middle of um, what's going on. Like You don't really need to know any of the history of like Lockhaven or anything like that. Um, but they do a pretty good job of kind of just dropping little bits of the history here and there right. without you needing like no, and, they, and that really helps yeah. kind of flesh out the world for you. You get you get the feeling that the the history of the of the the mice world is as rich and uh, everything as as the human history and human yeah. world. You know, and it's 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 exceptional. Yeah, it's it's great. Like when they're talking uh, when uh, the. Um, 
I was almost gonna say the name when the 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 bad person. Uh, <laughs> I almost spoiled it. Uh, when the, bad the leader person, of the axe, right? The leader of uh, the axe, which is kind of like this uh, group that's going against the uh, matriarchy, right? Yeah. Um, he's like mentioning like, oh, we'll never be attacked by wolves and things like that, like things that sound kind of funny but to them are real threats you know yeah. like oh we'll ex- uh, make the snakes all extinct and like oh, that's right it's like in middle school when they say free pizza right. for everyone right. or whatever, you know? <laughs> it, it's 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 cute but also intense and really uh fun story um you know like with even with the uh the um the rice uh, merchant like the rice are like as big as his hands because yeah. it's they're mice, right? It's yeah. regular rice. Uh, it's just cute and fun, and like I know people don't like the words "cute" and "fun" when it comes to comic books around here. Sometimes, no, just when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's also death and right. intrigue exactly. and fire yeah. and, and like um, betrayal and yeah. uh, things like that. It's it's just. It's just a great book all around. It's hard being a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's out here for a mouse. <laughs> what would you guys rate this? Five stars. Easy. It's a vibe for me. Dude, I loved it. I want to read more of it. It's five. Yep, five. So, great book. Yeah, um, like for uh, like nine-year-olds and up, it's a great book to read. Yeah. So, eight, nine. Maybe look up. through the book first. <laughs> Well, even, even the violence, yes, it is. <laughs> even the violence, it's not as violent as other stuff we've seen. Right. So. Oh, yeah. But no. they did, I think it's just up to... Some parents with some younger parents, kids yeah. might want to flip through the book before they decide to yeah. give it to them. Absolutely. Just depending on what... Yeah, yeah. and it, trust me, your your kids have seen way worse on TV and video <laughs> games. <laughs> but still, it's, yeah. you know, um, look through it for yourself. I think it's, it's pretty much an all-ages book. But um, there's there's a lot of depth to the world and to the story that I think that uh, kind of is captivating. And the, the art is just is captivating. Um, I love it. Yeah, the characters are all great. The story is all great. All right. Moving on. Moving on. We're going to cover some previews real quick. So we have a little bit more of a substantial list than last time since it's not a fifth Wednesday. Uh, for Marvel Comics. We didn't have a list last week. That's right, because it was it on was Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Did I make that list? It was yeah, it was a hodgepodge yeah. list that we yeah. kind of you had to throw together last minute for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel Comics, Amazing Spider-Man, Venom Incorporated, Alpha, Venom Inc. Venom Inc. Alpha number one. I don't even know what that is. Uh, is it an event? What are they doing? Are they gonna piss me off? Yeah, it's a probably. <laughs> it's a crossover event. God, okay. Astonishing X-Men number six, Avengers number 674, Black Bolt number eight, Captain America number nine, uh, 696, Doctor Strange 382, Guardians of the Galaxy number 148, Spider-Man 235, Spirit of Vengeance, excuse me, Spirits of Vengeance number three of five, Star Wars Darth Vader number nine, and X-Men Gold number 17. And which one are they going to do? I don't know. Is the Doctor Strange the first in the, in the legacy? It's the it's second, second Donny Cate story. Okay. It's really good. I mean, it's second really Donnie Cates issue? Right, yeah, issue, yes. Okay. The first issue was really good. Was it? Yeah, yes. probably that. Okay. I'm, I'm down for Thanos, some Donnie though, Cates. dude. Thanos by Donnie Cates is really good. Uh, he said as much. Yes. He was like, dude, I'm going to do something crazy in Thanos. It's really good. So, it's really good. I believe it. Cates is. I think. I can see Marvel banking a lot on Cates in the future, but burning 
him out because no, he's I, good. I think, I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to make uh, him their new Bendis because, like, have you seen how many books he's writing in Ferrer? Like, by Ferrer? See, and that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. I mean, I love the guy, too, but... Um, I, I don't want watered down Donny Cates right. five years from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, because he's, he's got, got nothing left in the tank. He's got two or three indie books, and then he's writing God Country? No, God Country's done. Oh, is Red, it? Yeah, it was a miniseries. Red Red Teeth? Red No, Baby Teeth. Baby Teeth is good. Baby, Baby Teeth, teeth. Yes. Red Neck. Red Neck. Red Neck is really good as and well. And then, um, then he's got these two books at Marvel. I think these two are it. Thanos, Doctor way. Strange, and a, some books that were announced uh, for February. Oh, yeah. Well, so yep. at least three. They're gonna. He's gonna be writing eight books, and he's Probably gonna get Spider Man and out. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Everything. Honestly, I think yeah, he is writing Jessica. No, I, I don't know who Jessica Jones is. Out once he leaves on the first of the year. Yeah. Mm, God. Okay. Uh, from DC Comics, we have Bane Conquest number eight of twelve, Batman number thirty-six, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two number one of six, uh, Batman White Knight number three of eight, Bombshells United number seven, DC Universe Holiday Special number or Special two thousand seventeen number one, Dead Man number two of six, Deathstroke number twenty-six, Green Arrow number thirty-five, Green Lanterns number thirty-six. Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, number three of six. Justice League, number 34. Nightwing, number 34. Shadow and Batman, number three of six. And Superman, 36. I don't know. Batman Turtles? Bombshells. I don't know. Probably (laughs) Batman Turtles. I mean, the first one was so good. Uh, And it's the same team. This isn't the animated one, right? No. No. This is the... This is the Freddie E. Williams, uh, the second. And, yeah, that um, story was okay. I don't like turtles. <laughs> Sue me. So we're reviewing Witchblade number one next week. Are I'll, we? I'll cut to the chase there. Okay, Iron Maiden Legacy. <laughs> Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast number two. Yeah, <laughs> my little yeah. <laughs> Uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic number 61 Paper Girls number 18 TMNT ongoing Walking Dead number 174 and Witchblade number one So they finally relaunched Witchblade What's Witchblade? Oh god We don't have time for that (laughs) Yeah Um, Yeah you know they did Uh, I believe it's got a new female writer coming on board I I love the Witchblade series It was um, when it was uh, Ron Mars and Sorry, that's the character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ron um, Mars and... One of the characters. Ron Mars and Shippon Sajic, yeah. uh, when they were doing it... It's Steven. L- I found out. That's how you pronounce it. Is it Steven? <laughs> it's just Steven Sajic. Steven Sajic. That's oh. Croatian for that's whatever. That's yeah. so easy. Yeah. Um, Digital yeah, when, when they did from, you know, what, 2005 to 2010, something like that, they were doing Witchblade. It was the best book on the stands. I mean, it was just, it was really darn good. Is it image? Um, it was. It's yeah, Top, Top Cow. Cow. Oh, okay. Um, Top Cow, has, I, I have not been a fan of theirs for years now. I mean, I really do think that they've they kind of been phoning it in. They and, have a and, whole lot out that... No. Because they were kind of, they kind of carved out like the supernatural side of things. Yes. Yeah. And then they just kind of disappeared. Because Ron Mars had a really good, had that strong run on Witchblade. He had that strong run on Darkness. Yeah. Then he switched over to, because he tied all these universes together. He had the artifacts. Right, right. And then that started to kind of get watered built, down. Right. He built a very, very rich, deep world, you know, for the, the, the Witchblade Darkness universe that was really good. Um, and I think, you know, Top Cow let it die on the vine. 
Um, they've been mostly doing, I think, miniseries and stuff, going for basically making a play for movie and TV deals. And and their product hasn't been hasn't been all that great. Yeah, because I haven't seen a heck of a lot by them. No. So, so okay. No, and I'm not. Right now, I view them like maybe a rung or two above dynamite. Ooh. So I'm really, really curious about this book because I love the character. Um, I know uh, Top Cow has done some amazing stuff in their past. I want to see what I want to see what they bring to the table. Dude, they had a video game for the darkness made. I mean, that's yeah. Oh, that's two, what it that is. Yeah, two yeah. video games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, for an independent creator-owned title to be popular enough to have a demented series of games made. Yeah, like, uh, and they had a Witchblade TV series back in the late nineties. Yep. So also, like, what's his name did all the art for uh, Darksiders? Joe Mad. Mm. Like, mm. he did the whole art style design with. Yeah. So yeah, I, that one that one has me the most curious. Next okay. Day. It's by uh, Caitlin Kittridge, uh, who did Coffin Hill for Vertigo, I believe. Okay. Um, that was a few mm, years ago. Yeah. yeah that was like I read Coffin Hill number one, and yeah. I did not. She's mostly a prose writer. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that was it was a few years ago. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what she. Uh, yeah, I think that was her first comic. Okay. Uh, all right. For graphic novels, we have Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, uh, trade paperback, volume two, source code. Green Arrow Trade Paperback, Volume 4, Rise of Star City. Justice League, Power Rangers, Hardcover, Matt. What? There you go. I didn't know that was a thing. Hardcover. <laughs> Hardcover, dude. I'm about to see it. <laughs> yeah. Punisher Epic Collection Trade Paperback, Capital Punishment. Uh, Rick and Morty Trade Paperback, Volume 6, Shazam, A New Beginning, 30th Anniversary, What's Deluxe that? Edition, Hardcover. I don't know, it but sounds it sounds awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I might have to call dibs. <laughs> Uh, oh, shirtless bear fighter trade? trade paperback. Yes. Kayla. I'm so excited. Pull I'm the so copies happy. now, guys. I need it. I need it. Oh. Please and thank you. That, that was a miniseries, right? Yeah. It's, it's, they said something else was going to come from that, but I don't know what else you could you do. I don't, I don't know. An amazing hardcover of, uh, of bear fur. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, they met, DC stole their thunder when they sent out the the pancake mix boxes. Yeah, wow. Bear Fighter should have done that. Well, yeah. Bear Fighter could send out. They like, should have flannel shirts. <laughs> He's shirtless, Bear Fighter. But isn't he like bear pelts? How about bear little pelts. little plushies of him as a baby? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> With the digitized wang, right? <laughs> like a pop figure. Oh my god! Yes. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, so many different ways that that could go wrong <laughs> if it's a pop figure. Or so, so right. Uh, depending on your outlook. Uh, so, yeah, Shirtless Bear Fighter uh, trade paperback is out next week. Um, Star Wars trade paperback, volume six, Out Among the Stars, and Teen Titans Go trade paperback, uh, volume four, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And then we are reviewing Dark Avengers, volume oh. one, next week. Quite with Bendis. Uh, yeah. Naminsky, I believe. Yeah. Joey Naminsky. That's not what it said on the paper. He changed it. We it didn't. said yeah, I had to. <laughs> it said it said Runaways Volume One, and I yeah I dropped the ball on that. Yeah. So Joey's gonna have to come back at a later date and review. BKV. Uh, uh, yeah. Runaways number one. Um, as always, this isn't the complete list of all the new releases. If you want that, go to horizoncomics.com, click on the new releases tab. It's updated every Monday. Monday. Does Monday, anyone actually Monday, do that? Monday. Can you tell? I cannot tell. 
It's just an <laughs> option for some people. Yes. I'm just curious if actually anyone actually goes to the website to check out the new releases. All right. Uh, so news. There's no major news except for the fact that a certain mm-hmm. trailer got dropped. Finally. And I'm sorry I texted you so early. It was. It's okay. Oh, is that uh, what you texted us? Yeah. I, I, I didn't even look at it because I had already gotten a text from Blake. <laughs> That early? Yeah. Early-er, bro. Oh, jeez. Early-er. It came out like... <laughs> He's a night owl, dude. An hour before I texted you. Anyway. Can I just say that this further cements my theory that the last stone is in Wakanda and Black Panther... I don't think we Wakanda. ever denied that, though. Well, I just want to confirm it because the whole trailer Probably was like in Wakanda. in Wakanda. Wakanda. Why Jonathan, else would they be in Wakanda? Jonathan will tell you it was a guess. Anyway. Oh, yours was. <laughs> I, was I agreed with him on that. Um... Dude, I, all I can say is just how majestic was Captain America's beard in that. Oh, so oh, it, made, it, it made me long for my my beard my bearded days. He, is he, I think he's going Defo. by Nomad in the right, right. Is that the thing? I think it was spoiled. I, probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. probably. It's Secret Avengers. Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. Secret Avengers. Yeah, he ripped the star off. Can't be Cap. Yeah. <laughs> well, the two two scenes in there that were interesting, I didn't I didn't catch it. One of them the first time, and that was Vision in a human form, form? Yeah. Paul Bettany, which was well, which oh, was right. really intriguing. I caught that the first time. But I was then, like, "What?" There's well, because he can manipulate matter, right? So so why well, doesn't he, he look like he a human can, in the comics? He can manipulate his density. Oh, I thought well, it was like a Scarlet really, Witch yeah. like maybe that Vision too. thing. Oh, it could oh, be a yeah. Scarlet Witch dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. still stone though. I don't know, don't know. but then, but there's a scene. There's a scene. That. There was a there was a scene cut in there, real close to that time where Vision's on his back. And it looks like the stone's being. <laughs> oh, Thanos is taking. I yeah. told. I've been telling everybody that's like, oh, yeah. Vision was die. so cool. I'm like, well, yeah, he's gonna, gonna die. die, or but he's I gonna be messed notice, up. I did not notice because there's a point where Thanos is popping one of the stones into the glove and he's yeah. got two blue one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lock and load yeah and he already got the power stone he, he got put the power the, stone which two space stone. i think he was putting yeah. the blue no. one in he's putting the, the blue the one power, in Tesseract. the power stone was in Tesseract? xandar though so he must have already destroyed xandar yeah yeah because it was the purple was already <laughs> yeah. there he was popping the, and the blue the one. Tesseract. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it, now did anybody think that loki was giving him the tesseract I, yeah. Like, yeah. probably like because he's loki yeah i mean come on please don't screw me up just take it i i saw like kind of connected some dots though every time we see the hulkbuster it's in wakanda and we don't see tony stark in wakanda but we do see Bruce Banner in Wakanda, so maybe mm-hmm. Bruce is in the Hulkbuster, and then he hulks out of the Hulkbuster? Well, oh, that'd be so cool. That's weird, dude. <laughs> but it would look so cool. That would look cool, but yeah. I think that there's one moment where the Hulkbuster is like in Central Park. It's like where, where, the, where that, I don't know, that teleport device the ring the ring oh yeah i mm. think it was the teleport ring what, what was the what was the code name for the hulkbuster veronica veronica, veronica yeah. because of like betty ross right mm-hmm. yeah. right that's a good that was what a nod right was but hmm. looks cool yeah. other cg villain though yeah. dude that's gonna be every villain <laughs> he looks like, great though. Yeah. he does look he does great look he looks okay um everybody has i think <laughs> i think it looks to me that they did what i was wanting them to do with steppenwolf where it looks like for the speaking stuff, they actually had Josh Brolin in makeup. Mo-Cap him. But yeah. Mo-Cap him yeah. with makeup, but then digitally enhanced his face. That it wasn't sense. all digital. They Does did, that make who, sense? Did he do that with Steve Merle? No. Oh. No, the, like, he did his lines. He was in mocap, it was just but there was no makeup or anything like that that they digitally enhanced. You Voice could tell. It was just, thing. yeah. I didn't know until later that it was Mance Raider from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I told yeah. you that. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, okay, and that's it. when I found out. That voice, dude. Yeah. Uh, second so. piece of news: a countdown to Star Wars. Two weeks. That's right. Yeah. 
to the longest Star Wars movie that they've made. Two and a half hours, man. That's way too long. What? Two and a half hours. You'll get over it. You already got your ticket. I did. You're going with me. Johnny, don't be a Debbie Downer. I'm watching it Sunday. We're going to have to like mention Jonathan, something. Jonathan, have you ever gone to a movie with him? He's always a Debbie Downer in every movie. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Anyway, uh, so yeah, no other significant comic news other than that. Um, uh, yeah, unless we want to talk about Boyzaro and how he's coming <laughs> in Superman. <laughs> I chuckled. So uh, the fans uh, actually made their voice heard. The, the, uh, Patrick Leeson and, and Pete Tomasi had tweeted out an image uh, one of those character, you know, things that they do, like when they're working on like how a character looks. Pat Gleason tweeted out, and he said, "Yeah, it's," and it was labeled Bizarro Boy because apparently they're going to do a story with Bizarro, and now because you know Superman has a son, Bizarro has to have a son, so they called him Bizarro Boy, and everybody on Twitter was like, "You're missing an opportunity <laughs> to call him Boyzaro," and Pat Gleason and uh, Pete Tomasi were like, "That's brilliant. We're going to change it. Thanks, guys." And so they they crossed it out on the thing and retweeted the image with the name boys are oh so i actually can't wait for that like but that's, that's awesome because uh, i'm loving that series this will there's a piece of comic news for johnny uh Yo. sword of ages number one by idw by uh joe hill and gabriel rodriguez Locked what is this team. what it's a new idw came book out called today sword of ages yeah where is it what i, I are you gonna sold it you shouldn't long. Told him that he's gonna I crap know, I, I now. Saw, I said lock and key. I was like, oh, Johnny has to know. About I'm gonna this. die. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like sitting there, like, what's happening? So why would you tell me this? I just Matt? saw an article and I was like, oh, I thought Johnny might care about some news about this new IDW book. <laughs> apparently not. He didn't yeah, pull apparently it. Apparently not. Dang it, Johnny. <laughs> That's like your favorite book I'm ever ashamed. made. You know. Um. All right. Uh. So questions. Nobody sent any to you. Did you check? Oh, you know, there was uh, one question. I got a couple from Blake. Uh, go ahead with your first from Blake. All right. Uh, what's your favorite Kurt Busiek story? Uh, secret identity, Blake. I just bought Sword of Ages. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Wow. Who's Kurt? Kurt? Uh, secret identity and the guy that did Batman, Creature of the Night. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question from Blake? What's your favorite Kurt Busiek story? What is, is he written? Astro City? Astro City. I love Astro one. City. Especially like I've only the, read a couple issues of Astro City, the, so I can't... The new series is amazing. I yeah, I've read maybe four or five issues of the new series, and What's the new I series really called? liked it. It's called Astro City. Well, the, not no subtitle or anything. No, they just rebooted. Yeah, the, okay, or re. I guess you could call it like Volume Two or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but it, it's not like they don't say that it's Volume Two, but like if you go to like a yeah a database or whatever, yeah, it'll probably that's say how it would be cataloged. Yeah. Um, is it is Astro City Kurt Music's baby? Is that all him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's amazing. I've heard of Astro City, but I've never read anything by. You should read some. Like, start with the new stuff. Like, it's really good. But yeah, um, Secret Identity by far. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's come the on. one thing. What that else I can, big has he written in DC? Probably other stuff that I don't you know. know the that, that, uh, all that matters to me is Secret Identity. Uh, second question: Have any of you gentlemen or gents, as the hip kids say, and ladies? Uh, ever read Astro City? If so, what are nope. your thoughts? God dang it, Blake! Johnny. I should have just read that first. Okay, Johnny, just like it, right? back it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great story. You guys should pick it up. Is it sci-fi, fantasy? What is it? It's sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah, like sci-fi superhero though, right? Right, sci-fi superhero, Ish. but like also with it, what's the word? Anthropomorphic animals sometimes, oh, like with yes. gorillas that play drums. Uh, what play drums? Gorillas that play drums. It's a great freaking story, man. Sold right. me on the gorillas. 
Mm-hmm. And then you had the drums in there. <laughs> it's fun. It, <laughs> dang it. Um, it's really good. <laughs> All right. Roger? Um, yeah, this comes from uh, James Mason from Australia. How do you like Barry Allen's dad being played by Dr. Manhattan? Didn't notice. I didn't either. I didn't. I did. Billy Crudup. I, I couldn't notice. tell you it's who Crudup played Crudup? Dr. Manhattan, so it didn't. He's a great actor, though. Yeah. So. It, well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, Zack Snyder pulled kind of like, you know, what a lot of those directors do and kind of pulled in other guys they've worked with. The actors they already like. And yeah. Movies, yeah. So yeah. he just threw them in there. So I didn't have a problem. I, I thought I when I was sitting there watching, I was like, oh, that's Dr. Manhattan. Like, <laughs> I, I knew. And I saw like, that. I knew this. Yeah. Movie, but I didn't have a problem with it. So I thought it was fine. I'm I'm a lot slower than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he would have to have a name tag. Well, like I really like <laughs> that one movie he's in, Big Fish. He's the, never the seen main, it. Oh, it's a really good movie. Mm. But uh, yeah. I feel like I've seen that. It's really good. It's you and McGregor too. Is that uh uh, uh the uh, um that director that creepy director? Uh, uh um yeah yeah him yeah. that did like right. Alice in Wonderland and the original yeah. Batman. Yeah. What's it? Burton. Tim Burton. Tim That's Burton. the Tim Burton movie, right? I was like, are you talking yeah, about yeah. Tim Burton? I knew you yeah. talking about. I was like, yeah, that guy. Could not <laughs> remember his name for the life of me. So, um, did anybody check to see if we had any reviews? No. Nope. <laughs> that was all the questions? I think so. No Carlos, no anybody else? Carlos nope. is busy. Huh? Carlos has adult yep. responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no new reviews. Sadness. Okay. I think that's it then. Uh... Pretty if you guys much. like what you're hearing, like, review, rate, subscribe, share, yeah, like, really all that stuff. Emphasis on the reviews and the sharing because, like, reviews make us noticed on iTunes. And sharing it with a friend, like, it just spreads it around. Come on. It's the joy because it is yes. the season. Yes. <laughs> In, like, and a couple days. We know that we bring you joy. Yes. yes. Well, we do. Well, yes, we do. I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just stop. Yeah. No. We... <laughs> We should just kill it right there. Uh, if you guys like what you're hearing uh, and you want to go above and beyond, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast. Uh, get on as little as a dollar. Three dollars gets you the exclusive content, which, you know, Multiverse University. You get so the good. big episode dump. If you're going to be a cheapskate, just wait until the end of this. You and, oh, I have not listened to the new, no. the new episodes. I'm going to listen to those on the way home. No. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for the end of this episode for another segment of Multiversity University. Guys, thank you for listening. We hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Happy we will, holidays happy coming up. Happy holidays coming up. Yeah, like we will Kwanzaa, see you. <laughs> happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Well, like, I, don't, I think Hanukkah starts soon, or if not already started. I think it's I, the first December, bro. It happy hasn't Candle started nights. yet. Okay. Just saying. My roommate's Jewish. I would know if it started. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. Tonight, we're going to continue talking about the Platinum Age. And one of the issues I wanted to address was the whole idea of promotional comics in the Platinum Age. Now, we talked about this before uh, in regards to the myths of the Platinum Age. And there was a time when it was believed that all the comics of the Platinum Age were actually promotional. In other words, they were free comics that were given away to promote some kind of product. Since then, we have learned that that is not the case, that most of the comics in the Platinum Age were actually sold. However, that doesn't mean promotional comics weren't important. They actually were a really important part of the Platinum Age. Now, they actually get their start during the Victorian Age. Not promotional comics per se, but it was found in the Victorian Age that comic strips were actually good advertising tools. And a lot of times in these free almanacs that were given away, 
way that were kind of like basically catalogs, not catalogs tied to a particular store, but catalogs that sold a variety of different things. Um, comic strips were often used in these catalogs to draw attention to various products. Um, then later on in 1887, as we've mentioned before, the Brownies showed the ability of comic strip characters to market products. Uh, the Brownies marketed such things, as we said before, as coffee and even cameras. The very first handheld camera was called the Brownie, and it was actually named after the Brownies because they were the comic strip characters used to promote it. The ones who really discovered the power of comic strips were William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer. They found that comic strips were a major selling point for their papers, and so they really promoted those. And so in a way, um, the comic strips in the papers were a uh, almost like a promotional item from the newspapers themselves. Now, the early promotional comics were used to sell a variety of different things. Uh, sometimes you would see them or you might expect to see them in things like children's shoe stores and children's clothing stores. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my parents took me to a children's shoe store that was still uh, giving away promotional comics. Um, but they also sold a lot of things that had nothing to do with kids. They sold such things as uh, laundry detergent and gasoline and things that were obviously designed to appeal to adults. So that shows that the comic books at that time were not really strictly kids entertainment, but were really designed to appeal in many respects to adults. Now, where the promo comics really took off, though, was during the Depression. And that, of course, makes a lot of sense. People didn't have as much money, uh, so they didn't have as much money to buy things like comic books, which is one of the reasons that the price of comic books actually dropped during the Great Depression. Um, but it also meant that if you wanted to sell a product, you had to try a little harder. You had to maybe offer something that somebody else wasn't. And so promotional comics really came into their own during the Depression. Um, there were some really popular ones. The most popular one was the Gulf Funnies Weekly, which uh, was given away by Gulf Oil. If you went to one of their gas stations and got eight gallons worth of gas, you would get a free comic book each week. And they were so popular that Gulf actually printed up three million copies of these each week. Again, showing the appeal to these uh, of these comic books to adults because there weren't a whole lot of kids driving the family car into the gas station to get eight gallons worth of gas. Um, there was an interesting story behind those. Uh, the uh, uh, executive for Eastern Color, a guy named Harry Wildenberg, who's uh, very important in the early history of comics, was the one who convinced Gulf that these promotional comics would be a big selling point for them. And he ended up being right. Uh, as I said, Gulf Oil ended up selling three, uh, not selling, but giving away three million of these a week. They originally only ordered a million of them and then had to up how many they were getting because they proved so popular. And in fact, it actually ended up running all the way through until 1941, and they actually had 422 issues of that particular comic. Now, um, one of the most interesting promotional comic books of the Platinum Age was one called the um, Motion Picture Funnies Weekly. And technically, it really wasn't even a Platinum Age comic. It was actually a Golden Age comic because it came out in 1939. But the thing that makes this interesting is that um, even though there was only one issue of it, it was originally designed to be distributed in theaters as a promotion for those, but proved not very popular among theater owners. Um, 
But the thing that was interesting about Motion Picture Funnies Weekly is that that very first and only issue actually contained the um, first origin and the first appearance of Namor the Submariner. And so he actually ends up being the oldest Marvel character actually appearing before Timely Comics even started publishing. Now, of course, promotional comics weren't limited to the Platinum Age. They continued ever since then. They've been used for a lot of different purposes. Sometimes they've been used for the original purpose of selling products. Uh, you buy something, you get a free comic book. Uh, they've been used for education. I remember when I was a kid, every year I looked forward to getting the Southern California Edison comic book, Ready Kilowatt, which was all about safety with electricity. Um, and it was actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, the thing is that the promotional comic, although it started in the Platinum Age, wasn't limited to that. It's continued even up till today. And of course, I think we could argue that we've actually reached the pinnacle of the promotional comic with free comic book day because now we're using comic books to promote comic books. So the promotional comic book has a, a long and varied history. Um, but the thing we need to remember is that it was the Platinum Age, the age which gave us so many other developments in comic books, which also gave us a promotional comic. Thanks for listening. And if you have any questions or you have any topic suggestions, don't forget to email me at Larry at allstarcomicspodcast.com.